Now, where to begin? The first thing you need to know is that my mother named me Enola. She insisted on it, in fact. I know it's an unusual name, but my mother is rather a fan of word games. On your marks. Get set. Go. And Anola spelt backwards. Reads, well, alone. Yeah. She would continually tell me... You'll do very well on your own, Anola. Mm -hmm. And yet, we were always together. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. The greater good. <laughs> and somebody got mail. <laughs> from from 1998 from from 20 years ago <laughs> was that AOL Jeff that I just hear I don't know sorry that was my phone That's I still hysteric. have that as my uh, my designated whatchamacallit when it yells at me oh no yeah. that was great I mean that was just perfect timing that we could hear it uh, yeah. yeah this is episode 324 324, and tonight we're talking about the Netflix original, Enola Holmes. I am Sean Allred, and joining me tonight is Andrew Backwards, is Wordna Jimison. Oh, nice. I've never really liked it. It's, it's always been weird when you try to say it backwards. I'd had to do it in third grade, and I got really pissed off because it wasn't cool. It was just Wordna. You know who you know who and he sounds like Russell um Brand. Russell Brand. I was just thinking that right? when he's doing his British like this, he sounds like it, Russell it Brand. Needs, it needs to be a little more drunkish, but that's well, that is I'm a working spot on. on it. <laughs> <laughs> like give me a few moments. It's like a cross it's... between Russell Brand and Eddie Izzard. <laughs> I'd take that as a yes. compliment. Yeah. Good God. <laughs> And uh, also nice. joining me tonight yes. is uh, Sam. Backwards is Moss Vector. Moss. Everybody wants Moss Sam. Right? Right? So, Sean. Yeah. If, if I was trying to kill you in this movie. Okay. I would make you sit in a room with Sherlock until you threw yourself out a window. <laughs> okay. Uh, that sounds fine. That's, that's pretty much it on this one. Okay. It's... Uh, there was some way, other ways, you know, but that was well. There was only the one. There's only one death in the movie, and that was death by head falling on a thing. Yeah, pineapple. It was yeah. an pine acorn. Cone. Oh, that's acorn. right. It was a pine cone. <laughs> <laughs> this is either going to be really fun or not at all. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we watched this. It's a, it's an, uh, is this off a book, by the way? Yes. Before we get anywhere, it is off a book. So is there like a kid series, young adult series, that this would be 
associated with, I guess. Uh, I I don't know if it's a young adult, but I would think so, based on the fact that the main character is a 16-year-old girl. It would make make me lead to that, think that, yes, this is... Nancy Springer is the author, based upon the book, The Case of the Missing Marquise, Marquess, Mm -hmm. by an Enola Holmes mystery. And this this feels like they're they're doing their best to try to make this a thing, in terms of for future references, or future movies, I guess you could say. Yeah, this was a Netflix original, right? Well, it originally wasn't going to be. This is once again a a case where this was going to be in the theater. It was produced and made to be theatrical released, and then COVID. So they just said, all right, well then we'll just sell it to Netflix, and Netflix said. Sounds good. We'll do your movie. So okay. uh, this book series has been around for a while. The, the, the one that this book, this movie is based on uh, came out in 2007. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this movie. So this movie. So I guess the question is, well, I don't know what the question is. I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm torn about this movie, right? So whenever we do a, a movie that's based on something else, whether it's real yeah. life or another or a book or whatever, you know, we always have to try to like parse them out, right? Like this, this these are our thoughts on the movie, trying to pull it away from the original source material, things like that. So we're we're gonna have to do that here because I have read a lot of the all, all of the Sherlock Holmes novels and and I love them and. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, well, I, and, and no offense, the, the, the Sherlock world, uh, I mean, it, you know who Sherlock is, you know, you know, the character of Sherlock Holmes Yeah, and it, it's a lot like, how can I say it? It's a lot like Batman in, in a way where there is a certain type of, of expectation you have of Batman going into a Batman film. That's a good Does idea. that make sense? No, that's a good analogy. It is. Yeah, so when you go- based off of Sherlock Holmes. Exactly, right? I mean, he's a detective. He's just a uh, Sherlock can fly. I mean, it's true. Look it up. Okay. Um, <laughs> don't give me that look, twat. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it, uh, Sam's intention was to compare them that way. I think that you're right, Sam. Uh, uh, um, apart from. Andrew's uh, slightly uh, drunken um, <laughs> British side coming out. Uh, yeah, you're right. There's there is kind of an expectation. I think that the yeah. new Sherlock Holmes series with Cumberbatch is great. They're all those are great shows. Yeah, um, and I and I like the Robert Downey Jr. version of the the two that he did. Um, I think mm. those are fun and good and true to the story and true to the to the tone and the whatever. Mm-hmm. So without having all been said, I'm just going to get this out of the way first. This movie does not treat Sherlock and Mycroft appropriately. No. <laughs> and I completely agree. And and can, can I just go ahead and, and give you my, my five-word review? Yeah, let's this do it. Fits yeah, perfectly just, in, in yeah. with that. Because I my five-word review was cute, but Sherlock totally distracts. And it's basically anytime Sherlock's in the, in the screen, I'm, I'm mad. 
I'm angry because this is not a sociopath. This is not, you know, uh, this is not who I enjoy, you know, his, his not scheming, but I, it, it did not seem right to me what they were doing to his character in this movie. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, yeah. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch says multiple times in his series that he's a high functioning sociopath. Yeah. Um, we didn't know that word as well back in, or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle didn't know that word as well in 1885 or 84 when he wrote the books. But, but yeah, Holmes is, he, he's, a, he's partially, you know, he's kind of sociopath. He's also slightly yep. autistic and yeah. He when you walk when he walks into a room he doesn't look like he could kill you all with a punch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Okay. So just a moment. Henry Cavill is a strapping young lad, and we all know this. He's uh, even for some men out there, he's somewhat attractive. But he's pretty to look at. Yeah. Just because, you know. The Mona Lisa is a nice piece of art. I'm not going to put it on the wall in my bathroom. <laughs> what? <laughs> because that is where I shit. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure. Is is Henry Cavill the shitter in this case, or is he the Mona Lisa? Like I'm confused. Like is is Sherlock Holmes the character of the Mona Lisa, or Henry Cavill? Go with it. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I I totally see what he's saying. I really don't, but that's fine. Um, no, 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 but, but I, I see, you know, don't put such a pretty boy, you know, if you're, if we are casting for a movie on the current president of the United States, we're not going to put Matthew McConaughey in that role. Uh, yeah, no, I see your, yeah, no, you get, uh, who's the guy that's in the movie? Don, Don, not Donald Gleason, uh, the dad. Don Juan. Uh, he played Mad Eye Moody. Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. So I I think already the look of Sherlock. I don't think Sherlock necessarily has to be ugly or 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 just bad to look at. I just Henry Cavill is such a Superman. Well, obviously that it's it's hard to see past that, right? Yeah, and and I understand he wants to take on roles where he doesn't have to be Superman. I thought him his role in. The Mission Impossible movie with the gun fist or the gun cocking thing was, or the hand fist cocking. That was the phrase. Gosh, yeah, that like he was great in that, and he's a bad guy, and and that was spoiler, and that was cool. But I don't want to spend the whole time in this podcast making fun of Henry Cavill in this role. It's not his fault. It's just yeah, he's he's the wrong. I mean, my wife even said it looks like he's having a hard time walking because he's so muscular. <laughs> like his 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 costume doesn't quite 
He's afraid you're going to rip the seams. Yeah. It's too tight. It, it, he looks uncomfortable in, in the wrong way. Like, Sherlock is, he's uncomfortable, but he's uncomfortable with people, not yeah. with his shirt. Um, so I didn't like that. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't like the Mycroft uh, character. The guy playing him, I don't really care. He was in some Hunger Games and some other stuff. But Mike. Mycroft comes across as this just an douche. arrogant douche and everything that and, and Mycroft's not in the a lot of the Holmes stories. He's just mm-hmm. not. So but every other adaptation of him, he's just like this he's as brilliant as his brother, but he just he uses his his brilliance it's differently. Yeah. Differently. He doesn't yeah. do the he's not in it for the mystery. He's just in it for um, for the greater good kind of a thing, but and this he, good. yeah, in this he comes across as being this, you know, aristocrat, you know, man of the times. Just he just comes across. I guess we needed someone else as a bad guy for for some reason for her to have to fight against, and you know, the societal whatever. But it didn't need to be him. And he wasn't really a bad guy. He was more of just a douche. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad guy. That's no, just a douche. I mean, he's not a bad guy, but he's 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 kind of an antagonist in the movie. Is what I'm saying is that and and again, Mycroft is is almost as a sociopath as his brother. I mean, they both are. Is the point? Is yeah, they're they're very similar in that way. It's just that Mycroft doesn't care about honestly. Mycroft doesn't care about people enough to to do. Um, you know, the crime solving, he's more of a global kind of guy. He's big picture kind of guy. And this and in this movie he comes across as this petty just dude. He doesn't come first of all, I don't think either of them come across as as smart as they're we've seen him before. Yeah. Even even when Sherlock does his thing, it just still doesn't seem it's almost, you know, the books and the the films, it's almost like a superpower of what he has. Yeah. Right? Huh. And I I didn't get that at all in this. No, he only does it. He only shows off twice. We only get the thing twice, and you know where he he solves the you know where she was, mm-hmm. but the with the boot uh, and the dust and the letters and the stuff. And then at the end, when she he's like, it wasn't the uncle because he was in Afghanistan. Uh, okay, yeah. so I understand that the majority of the movies it, it's a Noah's movie. I know it's her movie. And so we need to show off her skill set, but but that doesn't mean we have to dumb down Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, it, and it does feel like we we made him into a punchline a little bit, and mm. and that's kind of I don't know. It it just feels like we're not being true to the character, and I don't know. Absolutely. And what was your? And it's like a blow up. Good, well, think of it like this, Sean. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Star Trek. You've got Spock. Okay. Yeah. What if what if there was a new Star Trek movie that came out and Spock is completely emotional and 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 even though it kind of shows you know him being logical and being you know kind of matter of fact, they they write some scenes in with him going against character. Yeah. No. You're you're one hundred percent right. Like like Spock shows up in Discovery season two. And mm-hmm. he's not the primary. This is not a Captain Kirk 
Captain Kirk's not in Discovery at all. Um, it's the captain mm-hmm. before Kirk, uh, Captain Pike. And um, but Spock in is is in it um, a good amount, and he does do some things that are counter to his norm. But it, in the context of the story, it one hundred percent fits. Mm-hmm. And he's not being emotional, or whatever. He has a beard, and he has some other things that are a little different. But in the context, it's fine. But you're one hundred percent right, Sam. If they, you know, in this in in Discovery Two, he's over there cracking jokes and tripping people as they're walking down the hallway because they needed some more funny in the sh- in the movie or in the show. Trek fans, some of which who already hate Discovery, like, even I would have been like, that's that doesn't make sense. Yep. It doesn't. Yep. You're you're going against one. You know, uh, you're going against what a character that's been established by. You know what a hundred plus years of of storytelling and 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 TV and movie and I mean you know Sherlock Holmes has been played almost as many times in film as Jesus you know like uh, uh, not, yeah not comparing to but you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I don't know that that part where I'm in the so, wrong way yeah so I I mean I wanted to first kick the Sherlock dog in this in this movie because it, it was a distraction to me. And it, and it took me out of the movie every time he mm-hmm. smiled at a cute comment or he, you know, he took her under his wing like a, you know, like a dad would do. And, and I just, I hated that part of this movie. And that, that really, if we're talking about points, it, that took it down several notches in my brain. Yeah. Um, but the point of the movie, right, yeah. is to, is, is Enola. And... I, I, in, I kind of enjoyed her character in this. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was cute. I, and, and I saw nothing wrong with uh, a Stranger Things girl being Enola. And I thought she played it very well. Mm-hmm. I thought she, she, she played the part very well. And I loved breaking the fourth wall and talking to us as an audience. Um, I thought that was fun. I wish it was done a little bit more in the middle of the movie. Um, seemed to bookend a whole lot but um in terms of movies i'd let my daughters watch this getting close to something i would i would yeah. let them watch mm-hmm. um because i i think it's good and clean and and i think i think they would have fun seeing a strong female character and i'm okay with that yeah andrew what was your five word year you hadn't had a chance to say yours yet well that's okay it's fun by the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay in this character the whole time. I hope that's okay. <laughs> Brilliant. Can, no, it's it it's totally. You're gonna to have to get over it. So <laughs> lick my balls. As okay. He, as he takes another sip of beer. Um, <laughs> so I said, number one, Henry Cavill's not that great. Yep. That's using a conjunction, but whatever. And then. Number two, it's worth at least one watch. Okay. Yeah. I it's think not right. that bad of a film. I mean, it's yeah, enjoyable. For some parts, it's enjoyable anyway. But Henry Cavill ruined it, like you said. Yeah. I love Helen Bonham Carter. She's wonderful in everything she touches. Except this one, though. I'm, I, I, I disagree with you on this one because I kept seeing... Really? I kept seeing uh, Strange. What's her name? Um, oh, Madame the Harry Potter. She, the way her oh. hair was uh, done up. I, I just, again, the the outer 
world got to me in this one. Mm. Well, I think if you if you separate the two, I think she's okay. But but no, the uh, Bobby Brown, the rapper black guy that played the main character, I feel like <laughs> was really good. But he really right. should stop hitting Tina Turner. She's dead though, and he still hits her. Still hits her. He goes over and and <laughs> hits the gravestone. Okay. Is he alive? Is he still alive? I don't know. I have no idea. He... <laughs> Wait, I thought but wasn't no. he the guy that was peeing on girls? That's Chris Brown. That's Chris Donald Brown. Trump. Okay. And, um, and him. Yeah. So, but no, it was really nice, and and uh, it, it, her character, I thought, was very smart. And but I did agree with you that the. Sherlock and Mycroft were wasted completely. And I know it's not their story, as we've said, but if you're going to have them in the film, use them. You know what I mean? I, yeah, no, I do. Um, I think I think the, the Sherlock character, in the way it's supposed to be, could have been won over if he would see that his sister had the intellect that he had. Not that she was cute, not that she was a girl, not that he had any obligation towards her, but that he knew that she could help in some way or or provide some sort of competition in in sleuthing or whatever it might be. Well, I mean, yeah. So I mean, because at this point, well, see, the, the pro- one of the other problems with the movie is that it, it kind of it kind of fiddles with the Sherlock Holmes timeline. Yeah, in that. They make a very early... So this is early in Holmes's Sherlock's career in what he's doing. Because we know that this movie takes place in 1984. Or 18... Not 18. 1884. The first Sherlock Holmes story was written in, um, in 1881 where he meets Watson. So they, when we make... They make a big deal out of Sherlock works alone... Yeah. We're, we're 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 throwing away Watson, so <laughs> uh, so that may, maybe the thought is is that Watson hasn't started joining him on his adventures yet. He's only done, you know, just the study in Scarlet. He hasn't had a chance to do anything else yet. But in a study of Scarlet is also where we meet Irene Adler, and so Irene is the only other the only woman that's ever bested him. And so no. I think it would have been cool, to your point, whoever just made it, I apologize, is that if, if Holmes is, you know, grows an attachment to Enola, if Sherlock grows an attachment to Enola, it's because it reminds him of maybe Irene and that here's another lady that is as smart as me or is as clever yeah. as I am. You know, that because yeah. she does best him twice in this movie where she's able to to kind of get a, get away from him and get ahead of him. And then also at the police station when Lestrade says, how did she beat you here? He's like, wait, what? So <laughs> I, I uh, but in the movie, it, it, it comes across as him being like, ha that's great. You know, whereas in the real Sherlock would have been kind of pissed. Yeah. And like, wait a minute, how did she beat me? Now I have to figure yep. it out. You know, it's, a, yep. it's another problem. Um, my five word review was, Fourth wall breaking fun mystery. 
<laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I I had a good time with this. So what I had to do was remember. Oh, we did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen a few weeks ago, right? And we know that that movie is set in a different timeline. It's a different universe where automobiles are. You know, it was a different time. It was a different. <laughs> oh, am I supposed to play that now? I don't think I have that. You right. are. Um, yeah. But I um. I had to... It was a different time. God rest his soul. So I... I had to kind of do the same thing with this movie. Is Because halfway through, I was like, God, Holmes and Mycroft are so wrong. And so then I thought, you know what? This is a different timeline. This is a different universe in which there is a sister and that these two are... They're just different. That's the only way I could enjoy the movie, honestly, because it doesn't it doesn't fit otherwise. Yeah. So anyway, but I did have fun with this movie. I thought uh, I think we've already said the the Bobby. What's her name? The girl that plays her Millie Bobby Brown. She really is Bobby Brown. That's funny. I never thought about that. Realized that she's really good in this movie, and she's gonna be really good in more movies. I think. Absolutely. I also thought it was kind of neat. I didn't know this, but she is, she actually is 16. Yeah. Like she's, really? She's playing a 16 year old as a 16 year old, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you know, it's something that happens in Hollywood all the time. We see the older actors who play younger actors and we don't think anything about it. But I just assumed she was like 20. Yeah. I, I did too, yeah. honestly. And. And so I thought, okay, that's cool. And there's something else that's really cool about her specifically is that she, um, and this is um, it's part of the trivia, but I just thought this was so neat. So that she and her sister, Paige, were huge fans of these books. Oh, okay. And so they approached the author, Nancy Springer, with the intention to star and produce in the film under their own label, However, Millie found a financial backer in the form of Legendary Entertainment who offered financing while she was filming Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Steven so, Seagal. So for this film, Millie was paid $6 million for her starring role and, and an additional 500000 as a producer. She was a producer at 16. Wow. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you seen Stranger Things, Sean? I've seen the first two episodes. Oh, I've seen the whole thing. It's wonderful. Yeah, she she's very very good in that. Mm-hmm. Especially that first season, she really shines. Mm-hmm. Um, she's only sixteen, though. Yeah, she must have been twelve. Yeah, yeah. In Stranger Things. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Wow. Um. Uh, so anyway, I uh, sorry, I'm getting distracted. I apologize. I'm getting text messages from a friend. There. Anyway, so. Yes, she's really good. The other thing that I liked in the movie, I didn't, I, the Helena Brom Carter, I thought she was good at, at no point that I think Lestra, uh, Lestrange, except when they yeah. found that she was hanging out with a bunch of bomb making stuff. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird. Um, but as far as the rest of the cast, I was fine with it. Even little Frenchy McFrench kid, I thought he was fine. The acting was well done yeah, for the kids. I, I thought, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the kids, the kids surprised me. They yeah. they sold me on their characters. 
Yes, exactly. They they uh, they had like on string chemistry. They looked like they were yeah. like they were friends and 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 hanging out like offset whatever. The other thing about the movie that I really love, and I love this, and when any time a, a movie that, it, that it's appropriate to do this, is when movies give me those quick jump cuts, right? So when when it, when she's trying to figure something out and she's remembering things, we get like these quick. Oh, it goes to the bookshelf, and then it goes to the thing, and the thing slides out, and she opens up to whatever. Like those little bitty jump cuts, I love that, and all the Sherlock yeah. Holmes stuff does that, all of them, and and I and I love that, I really do. And I also liked the likeness with like we already mentioned the fourth wall thing. We get narration, and the fact that it's not <laughs> yep. just narration; it's fourth wall breaking narration, which I'm totally fine with. Um, <coughs> I thought it was really clever. Obviously, it's not like self-aware like um sword deadpool. red deadpool thank you i had to use the motion of the sword i'm sure you guys saw that <laughs> basically basically she's talking to you like she would talk to a friend right that's that's next to her in the in the screen yeah have I, have either of you seen fleabag no no it it plays off the exact same way and it's brilliant you should watch it okay Oh, flea okay. bag. I've I've heard nothing but good things. I you know just. Oh, it's wonderful. I don't watch TV, much. Uh, so I liked that stuff. I liked the little and honestly, the mystery of the movie I thought was good and clever. And my gosh, I did not see Grandma coming as the villain. No, that no, I did not. I'll admit that. Percent threw me off yeah. guard. And the fact that she is so willing to stay in the old ways of thinking that she was willing to shoot her grandson in the chest with a shotgun. Oh my gosh. Just what the F I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. I didn't. Um, I, I my grandma would, so, <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, I will out, admit outwards. though, I, I, I did get taken out of the movie for a half a second when she drops the, empty shell cartridge and it's red plastic and I thought okay. <laughs> 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 we, we they, had, they had mold mold machines back then we and we didn't have red plastic in 1880 whatever four so. what, what would they use in their uh, brass it would have been brass brass yeah hmm. anyway again only it's people like me that know that stuff but it's fine um I didn't, I didn't take many notes, but one of the other things that did kind of, I don't know, annoyed me, but it was a bummer, is that mm -hmm. the early in the movie, we establish, like during the, the, the montage, ooh, we had a montage. We did. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Uh, crap. No. And, and not only that, we had the trope of the intro by montage, which I thought was pretty cool. You know, like her, her getting trained, a training montage. They they showed on screen, and when you look at, like when you click on, on, on IMDb, and you see, not IMDb, the, uh, every time you see like the trailer, it's her holding that bow and arrow. I yeah. thought, well, that's going to be a thing in the movie, and we see her doing mm -hmm. archery inside, and it never pays off. We never get a... I would have I loved for that to have been useful a useful skill set that we you're going to show us that she learned it. Everything else that we're shown she learned, she uses. Except yeah. archery. It 
then why show it? Unless there was a cut scene. But I, th- I would have thought, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the bad guy with the shotgun is in the thing. And she looks around, and there's a bow and arrow, you know, standing next to the armor. And she pulls out the bow and arrow and shoots it, and, and you know, it pierces his hand so he can't shoot the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there was an opportunity missed, I think, personally. Um, I agree. Anyway, uh, the, the director of this, you would like him, uh, specifically, Andrew, because his last name is Brad Beer. Ooh. Brad Beer. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Um, and speaking of, of Fleabag, he directed. Actually, yeah, he directed a bunch directed of episodes of a bunch of episodes of Fleabag. They probably oh, liked the that. the format of Fleabag and decided, hey, let's. Uh, well, I mean, it, it really is very similar. If you watch the two, they're very similar in style. You can definitely tell that he's done both of these. Yeah, he's done a lot of. Uh, a lot of TV. You oh, know who I really liked? Hmm. Fiona Shaw, Miss Harrison. She's not been in much. Well, I guess she has, actually. But she was in... Oh, yeah. The really bad Mario Brothers. Yeah. And I thought that everything else she's done except for that, that I've seen, anyway, is really good. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, she's, well, she also plays a headmistress in Three Men and a Little Lady, the sequel to Three Men and a Baby, directed by Leonard Nimoy. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, he directed those two movies, or at least the first one. I don't know if he did the second one, but I know he did the first one. But yeah, she's also Harry Potter. There's a lot of Harry Potter connections in this movie, too, which is cool. But I guess when you have a mostly British cast, you're going to get... A lot of Harry Potter kind of crossover. The um, British people, we've only got about about 12 of us that, <laughs> that look decent enough and have enough teeth to actually be on screen. So it's a lot of crossover. Well, you, <laughs> I, I will say this about the British actors. They've been getting better looking recently. That, that sounds super mean. But, you know, like uh, Hugh Grant, who's the guy that always looks sad and confused? Is that what you're talking about? Mr. Bean, or so you're thinking about Ron Atkinson. Mr. Bean, Ron Atkinson. He's he's great. Uh, Such a great man, but God, is he ugly. (laughs) He is. You're not wrong. But I mean, like Taron Edgerton, the guy that just did, uh, he played uh, the Piano Man. Not Piano Man. He did um, Billy Joel. Not Billy Joel. He did Elton John. Elton John. Thank you. Sorry. I know you said it, Sam, but I couldn't hear it over over Andrew's accent. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like he's a good-looking young man. It is he's, a loud accent. Yeah, it is. He's a good-looking. Sorry. Uh, anyway, I'll back off. This is this is weird. This is a weird topic. Uh, let's see. I did like the underwater wink when she looked at the camera and winked. That was kind of funny. Uh, uh the old armored chest plate trick. She. Marty McFly'd them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, of course, my wife says, wouldn't she have felt that under his shirt? And I thought, yeah, she would have, but it would have messed up the movie, I guess. Give us, give us the, the, the fake out. The other thing I need to say, and I haven't mentioned this in a while in a movie, the, the film score of this movie was really good. 
I liked mm-hmm. it a lot. I really did. Did it, did it remind you of the Robert Downey Jr.? It Absolutely. It really yep. did. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that's fine. I think if yep. you're going to steal someone's music, if you should definitely steal music from Hans Zimmer. That's, that's all mm-hmm. I can say about that. Who did it? Daniel Pemberton. Uh, you can't get oh, much more British. of a British-sounding dude than... Yeah. Than <laughs> he drinks from high Spain tea. Or something. Let's Tim see. Hudson. He has a gosh. He has a bunch of credits. Well, he just did. He did the trial of Chicago Seven. So we oh, just okay. heard him. Uh, Not he as did, memorable. He did Birds He's of Prey, a, an up and the, comer. the yeah. fantabulous emancipation of the one of one Harley Quinn. That's a long thing to say. He did all the new Dark Crystal series. Uh, huh. He did Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Uh, oh, he did King Arthur: so Legend of the Sword, which I like. That he's movie. up and coming. Yeah, he's, sounds like a yeah a name that will be coming. Was it Pimbleton? Yeah, D- Daniel Pimble- Pimberton. 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 Okay. He's done a bunch of stuff. I mean, he's done a lot of um, a lot of TV, but I mean, most people know Into the Spider Verse for that uh, the guy with the tattoos all over his face, the rapper dude. Post Malone. Yes, Post Malone. Most people know it eh, from eh, 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 that that song. That song. But yeah. but the score I thought was good. And again, the King Arthur mm-hmm. movie is actually pretty good. So. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, I keep... Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's that's the song. <laughs> da, 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 ba, 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 ba. Yeah. Don't know the words. That song. That's on the kids' Spotify list. On is that what the is that what the kids are listening is that to on nowadays? Your kids or the kids? My kids, when they shower, they listen to Spotify. When they shower? Oh wow! It's the only time I allow them to listen to music. <laughs> <laughs> you must you must break them, uh, Andrew, so that you can build them up later. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you need to educate them or something. You educate that out of them. Oh, that's where I recognize that weird guy from the 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 um, the assassin man. Um, he's in the Expanse, and he also is in. The, I was about to say he's in a lot of other things. He's too, in the Pacific I Rim. I think he was also in. Yeah. Wasn't he in not Daredevil? Mm-hmm. Wasn't he in? He was in something else as a bad guy. Uh, uh, let's see. Pacific Rim, I could have swore. I, maybe I'm thinking something else. Yeah, he was in Pacific Rim, the two of them, both of them. Dark Knight Rises, that's what I'm thinking of. He was also in Dark there Knight you go. Rises. Okay. Huh. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, Bane, you know, he was like, I paid you all that money. And he's like, I think that gives you power over me. And then he crushes his face to death or something. I don't know. He's a weird looking dude. Just going to say it. I know it seems yeah. mean, but. Yeah, Bane, yeah, because he has that big mask on him. Yeah, I mean, just take the mask off and people could understand you, weirdo. Gosh. I don't understand. Anyway. Uh, you ready for some clippy clips? I don't have many. Let's do some clips. I just, I just don't have many. Um, Shit, yeah. Okay. There is this. You are a young woman now, Enola. You need an education. Test me. 
on anything you think I need to know in order to be sufficient for this world. If she taught you so well, you wouldn't be standing in your undergarments in front of me, would you? You have no hope of making a husband in your current state. I don't want a husband. And that is another thing you need to have educated out of you. Mm. Those were the good times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just... I captured it because I, I, that, that, that line that needs to be educated out of you is just... It makes you sad that we were like that. I mean, I say we. I mean, I know that's the British people talking. Men. But yes, that men were like that for a long yes. time. And that's, uh, yeah, frustrating. But whatever. It, it's part of the past. And there we go. Uh, nincompoop. Get out of this carriage right now. You're a, a strange-looking gentleman. You think you look normal. You're not a boy at all. I might be a boy. Who are you? What are you? I'm Viscount Tewkesbury, the Marquis of Basil Weather. You're an nincompoop. <laughs> I don't think I've heard the word nincompoop used in a, in a, in a reference where she meant it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, usually it's just a, a, a funny thing to say, but... Like she meant it. I just thought that was pretty great. Um, teapot. Please be advised that if you disturb any of my customers, you'd hurt me badly. I am well aware of your talents, Miss Grayston. The question is, what you'd risk if I were to advise my friends in the government to take a look at this place. I know my brother would be delighted to browse your seditious, dangerous, and extremely banned bookshelves. <sighs> you see, we can both hurt each other. Now, please put the teapot down. In your hands, it is a mighty weapon. Yeah. Uh. Mm. I, I think mean, had they gotten RDJ to do this role, uh, it would have been fine. Well, the problem is, is that he's well, he's older. They needed a, they would need a young guy to play Holmes. Nah. What about Cumber Snatch? Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's always great. I just, I think you needed another. I just think it needs to be somebody else. Is is what it needs to be. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what. Oh, what about the um, the chap that plays um, you know, the new Harry Potter, um, Daniel Radcliffe. No, no, no. There's a new the, Harry the, Potter. No, you know the wiz, the Fantastic Beasts. Oh, Eddie Redmayne. Eddie right? Redmayne. Yeah, 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 Redmayne. He would have been good. Yeah. He's, he was probably yeah, I could see him actively he would filming. Mumble, mumble his way through it, sure. Yeah, he's actively <laughs> uh, doing uh, Chicago 7 at this point. There's a reason that we mumble. But, no, I mean, you're not, that, that would have been a good one. There's probably some other good ones that we, that we could have, that could have happened. I, I'm not thinking of right now, but yeah. Um, Actually, honestly, Daniel Radcliffe probably could have been a good one too. Honestly, I mean, I don't. Well, he still looks like he's twelve, though. Well, that's that's fine. But again, the character I mean, Sherlock Holmes is only supposed to be in his like mid twenties. You know, he's not a. I'm saying like I think that would have worked. In in yeah. this. And he and he oh, and he kind of um... has that look. He kind of has that again. Henry Cavill is such a big man. Sherlock Holmes. Yes, I know they make reference in the movie that he's a boxing champion. And yes, Sherlock was a boxing champ, but 
At no point is he ever described as big and burly and strong. He beats yeah. you with his mind. Yeah, he can beat you with his fist, but that's because he knows where to punch you. So, anyway. Well, what about uh, Domino Gleason? Yeah, that would have been a good one, too. General Hux. Yeah, he would have been great. Yeah. But he's still yeah. stuck in that bedroom with the robots. That's yeah. true. <laughs> well, there are no more robots, but he's stuck there by himself. Well, that's true. Yeah, he's there by himself with uh, with Poe sitting outside of the hallway ble- bleeding to death. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, um, basically what we're saying is any other young British dude should have done the role. Yep. And I don't know why they... Did, do you think that they cast him for the American audience? You think that's why uh-huh. they did it? I mean... They wanted a pretty face? I guess. Sheer star power. I guess. But, I mean... Right now, Stranger Things has a better, you know, what I'm saying, is has more power in America right now than than the Superman franchise. So I think. But my wife was drawn to this film because Henry Cavill was in it. Yeah, but you knew, but you knew he wasn't going to take his shirt off or anything. Did we? Yes, we did. Of course, we did. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Only uh, because he's a hairy beast. Uh, I guess he could have shaved it or whatever. I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I don't know. I don't think my wife. I think. I don't think my wife was attracted either way. I think I just said, "Hey, this is what I'm watching," and she said, "Okay, I'll watch it with you." So. Interesting. There you go. Yeah. Usually it's just like, "Hey, what are you doing this week?" I'm doing this thing. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll watch it with you. Or it sounds terrible. I'm not going to watch it with you. So. Either way, that's fine. Uh, sharks. Uh, why aren't you playing? Sometimes, not too free, you have to dangle your legs in the water to attract the bloody sharks. Why would you want to attract the bloody sharks? Good point. There you go. Good point. Okay. And now for some more bad news. Ready? I'll try to make this quick. Twice, Enola, uh, Enola offers laboring boys five pounds for their clothing five pounds in 1880 would be the equivalent of approximately 455 u.s dollars in 2020 wow (laughs) (laughs) however the buying power would but would be much greater a common laborer earned about three s nine d or three shillings and nine pence per week or nine pounds and 15 shillings per year thus anola had offered a half year's salary to the laborer for their clothes so yeah they were willing to part way with their clothes <laughs> the house of lords debate in on the 1884 reform act or the representation of the people act as it was formerly known did not pass by one vote but was in fact, the result of a compromise agreement between the liberal and conservative parties, so it would have passed by a wide margin. Now, this one's a little bit long, but I thought it was really interesting because as of the time that I'm reading this, we have no resolution on this. In June of 2020, some controversy arose around the portrayal of Sherlock Holmes as being too caring and empathetic in this film version, with Arthur Conan Doyle's estate suing 
Netflix, and Nancy Springer for copyright infringement as the source stories are not yet in the public domain. In their suit, filed in a New Mexico court, they explained the copyright infringement arises from defendants' unauthorized copying of the original creative expression by Doyle in copyrighted Sherlock Holmes stories. They have listed bosses at Netflix and producers at Legendary Print Pictures as defendants alongside Springer, screenwriter Jack Thorne, director Harry Bradbeer, and publishers at Penguin Random House, among others. According to Deadline Estate, executives are seeking a jury trial and unspecified damages and relief from further infringements on copyrights. Wow. So, basically, that was a long way of saying that. Uh, she's going to get sued for this. <laughs> um, which is interesting because the book came out 13 years ago. So, I don't know if they're suing because of how the movie portrays Holmes, uh, Sherlock, or they just finally got around to suing her. I don't know. So, anyway. Yeah. Time for this. Excuse me while I whip this out. So we kind of spent, I would say, probably half the co- the podcast saying that Henry Cavill was bad casting as Sherlock, and the other half saying that we thought that Bobby Millie, Millie Bobby, was great. So we decided to, of course, do bad casting as our top three. So these are our moments in which we thought that whoever was working the casting department or the director failed in their job to do the thing that we needed them to do, and that was put a different actor in the spot. So, Andrew. Okay. Val Kilmer as Batman. Really? You didn't like Val Kilmer as Batman? No. There's something about his smile. I wanted to punch him right in the tooth. (laughs) Okay. My, uh, my mother-in-law num- loves Val Kilmer. She says he has very kissable lips. That's what she says. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, you know, <laughs> she, she likes him. That's all I'm saying. Number two, I've got Nicolas Cage and Ghost Rider. Interesting. Okay. I, yeah. Or in anything else. <laughs> I was going to say, or anything else. <laughs> and then number one, I've got Tilda Swinton and Doctor Strange. Oh, who would you have put in there? I don't know, but she's white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we talked about that. And we did. Yeah. And I still hold true that she is white. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't think that's an argument that can be made that she is anything other than British or... I guess she's British. Maybe she's Scottish. I don't know. But yes, she is... Or Irish, I don't know. She does not come from the area yes. <laughs> in Asia, you, you, in again, the Himalayas. You are, you are not wrong. Um, and I do feel that Disney, in this case, completely copped out to the fact that they wanted Chinese dollars. It would have been cooler had it actually been a you know an actor that could have played a Tibetan monk. You are right. Yeah. Plus, she looks a little bit like a Q-tip. <laughs> <laughs> but with, but like if like if you took all the fuzz part off, right? Because she was shaved. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, Sam. All right, my top three 
I have got Tom Cruise and Jack Reacher as my number three. Yeah, that's a good right? one. Right? Yeah. Totally short guy should not have been in it. Yeah. Um, I have, and, and you haven't seen this yet, but Sofia Coppola in The Godfather Part Three ruins the entire movie. Okay. Uh, Absolutely ruins it. I haven't seen and it. My, and my number one is Russell Crowe in Les Mis. Absolutely. Oh, that is a good one. Yeah. yeah. Russell Crowe and Les Mis, absolutely. Yeah, he does. And, yeah. He can't sing. He can't, he can't. sing. <laughs> and when he does, it's like all nasally and it just doesn't doesn't sound right. Yeah. So it it was it was just bad. This is cool. This is the first time in a long time where we've had a list that none of us had the same. The <laughs> oh, same nice. Thing. All but right. This is cool. So my number three was Hayden Christensen in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, <laughs> yeah. The, he's, he's playing one of the most hated villains in all of TV, and he's terrible at it. It's a whiny little twat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Should I go back and bleep that word out? I don't know if I should or not. <laughs> uh, ben Affleck as Daredevil. Uh-huh. Just doesn't work. And Dane DeHaan in anything he's in. He's the guy that was in Valerian and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, the Life After Beth. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, yeah, he's yeah. bad. Anything he's in. Mainly I was yeah. thinking Valerian, but... Yeah. And Spider-Man. But, yeah, he's, I don't like him. Not anything else. Okay, that was cool. That was fun. I know that was kind of nice. mean spirited, but it's still. I think it still works. No, what's supposed to happen? Sorry, there, Daniel. What were you saying, Andrew? Perfect. Just agreeing. Okay. <laughs> well, then agree to give me a score from zero to ten on this movie, Enola Holmes. Well, net no, not Netflix. IMDb gives it a six point six, which I don't think is very fair. Oh, really? Well, maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now that I think about it, it's, or maybe it's not fair. Maybe it's too high. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I don't want to watch it again. But <laughs> it was fun, I suppose. Uh, Henry Cavill ruined it, I think. This is the wrong person for the job. Get some lanky fella who can, you know, be smart and not look like he's a linebacker for the 49ers. <laughs> and uh, so I'm going to give it a 5.7. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say I thought I thought it was a serviceable film. I mean, it wasn't – it didn't waste my time, but it didn't – I don't know. Yeah. It didn't enlighten me a whole lot either. So I'm going to give it a 6.1 out of 10. All right. That's within the bell curve. Yeah. So yeah. I'm going to do this real quick because I haven't done this before, but I was able to kind of ask people on Facebook, hey, what do you think about this movie? And we got some comments. So Alanda uh, oh, wow. Struts says, I enjoyed the new spin, thought it was fun and creative. I don't know if I would watch it multiple times, but fun family night for sure. Okay. Yeah. Michael Penley. Yep. I thought it was a new spin on established characters. Innovated use, innovative use of breaking the fourth wall, creative storytelling. It was fun. It had a decent pace. Overall decent film. 
but not something I would go out of my way to revisit. <laughs> All right. Seth, I thought it was a decent movie. Wouldn't watch it again, though. So, like... so Yeah, the, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So the three people that commented on that all said kind of the same thing, that it was kind of fun, but we don't want to watch it again. So huh. I, I, I don't disagree with them. Honestly, no. I, I think that that's... That's actually probably pretty accurate, and I don't know. I think it was fine. It was fun. It had some moments. I laughed at some stuff. I I thought it was cool. Uh, again, the only time that I would make I would watch this again is to your point, Sam. Is that when my daughter is old enough to watch it? If I get mm-hmm. into a you know a you know if I want to run of hey these are movies that you as my young daughter should watch. Let's watch, you know, let's watch some girls your age do some cool stuff. Yeah, okay, well, she can watch this. But by the time she's 10 and will understand this movie, I probably will have forgotten it existed. So, right. And meanwhile, my boys are going to watch Black Snake Moon. (laughs) 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 All right, well, good luck with that. Holy crap, I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> so there we are. Yeah, there we yes. are. Uh, with all Here that, I'm going to give it a 6, uh, which gives us a total score of a 5.93. Nice. So, there you go. That's it. Oh, my gosh. Next week, I know that today as we record, it's actually... At the beginning of the uh, of December, but next week we will start our run of Christmas movies with Christmas Chronicles Two. We did the first movie two years ago and loved it. What will we think about this new movie? We will find out. Um, <laughs> Christmas Chronicles Two. We're also doing some more Christmas movies this month. Um, I think we're gonna do a couple of movies that are on Disney Plus. So if you wanna like, if you like to watch along, you'll need Disney Plus. We're gonna do Noel, which has got Anna Kendrick. I'm always for anytime we can get her on, on on the podcast. Not her, you know what I'm saying? Gosh, I can't talk. And we're also gonna do the Jim Carrey version of the Christmas Carol. Now, nice. uh, we got some interesting feedback from the idea last week about doing kind of a uh, <laughs> a, uh, a Hallmark movie Christmas movie on Netflix that I think we're going to do it because I think there's enough people that think it's a good idea. Um, as long as we're not mean-spirited. I think that's the only way I'm not going to get punched in the face is as long as we're not being mean. Oh, man, what if uh, I want to get you punched in the face? Well, you, you can, can count on it. You can be mean all you want to, but if my wife can't hear you, then it won't matter. <laughs> but she can hear me, and therefore will punch me in the face. So, we'll uh, once we get a little closer, maybe we'll do like a we'll do a Facebook poll, and you guys can pick which Hallmark movie type movie you would like us to watch, Christmas movie thing you'd like us to watch. That's gonna do it for us, and then that will uh, that'll take us to the. Uh, well, almost to the end of the year. There'll be one more movie we'll get to do before the end of the year. We'll have to figure out what we want to do as the last movie of 2020. It should be, gosh, we need to find a movie that would be appropriate for the last movie of 2020. That's The something, Killing Joke. Uh, that's actually not a bad <laughs> idea. I mean, that is streaming. That's actually not a bad idea. 
It fits perfect. It 2020's been a joke. <laughs> maybe we'll do that, or or maybe we'll just we'll 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 slide into the skid and do something like quarantine or something. Who knows? Um, I think we've lost uh, Sam, which is fine. Um, so that's going to do it for the show. Thank you guys for listening. Please, if you like the show, which I know many of you actually do like the show, share it with some friends. Say, hey, I have a Christmas gift for you. It's the gift of a podcast. And here they are, and they're funny, and they do good movies. Or bad movies, but you'll like them. They say funny things sometimes. And Andrew talks with a British accent, which is great. Uh, like us uh, or leave us review iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, uh, Spotify, not Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you find us. F- uh, like us and <laughs> leave us reviews and comments. It's great. Facebook.com slash cheap seat reviews. Facebook.com slash groups slash cheap seat reviews is how you can join our community. Let's have some conversations about stuff. That'd be fun. Um, and I've run out of time. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. I'm almost peeing in my pants. I'm not going to lie. I love it. That's fantastic.